Good morning, everyone. Juno Mayor Beth Weldon joins us today. Welcome. Thank you, Kevin, and happy Friday, as <laughs> Deanna would like to say. <laughs> happy Friday. Uh, Dano's going to love to hear that. So the assembly is reorganized, Mayor. Tell us about the assignments. Certainly. Um, so this is our, we had our first meeting on Monday after the election, which is our reorganization meeting. And we reelected Maria Gladyshevsky as our deputy mayor. And um, our committees are lands, resources, and economic development. And the new chair will be uh, Ms. Hughes-Gandys. Um, Mr. Bryson will remain the chair of Public Works and Facilities, and um, Greg Smith will be a brand new chair, and he will have human resources, and that's our three subcommittees. And, we, of course, we always have the Committee of the Whole on Finance, and Ms. Treem will remain chair of Finance. And Ms. Glashevsky, as deputy mayor, is chair of the Committee of the Whole. So just to remind folks, you're the one that makes these assignments, right, for your fellow assembly members? I'm the one that makes these assignments, but um, it's not a lone wolf type thing. Uh, I send emails out to everybody to see what they're interested in. And luckily this time, and actually last time too, a lot of them don't conflict. And then I just try and match personalities and area of expertise to what I think should happen. And when we get to the liaisons, which are different committees, I try to... um, figure out something that someone will find interesting and yet broaden their horizon. So, for instance, it wouldn't make much sense to put Mr. Bryson on the Chamber of Commerce. He's a chamber member already. But um, put somebody else that doesn't have much business background on that and, um, you know, someone that doesn't have a lot of, you know, stuff with the environment or anything would go on the uh, Commission on Sustainability. So it's, uh, and then I check with everybody to make sure that they're not uh, deeply unhappy and most of them are quite happy. Most of them are pretty eager to try something new. And then we bring it to a vote on Monday night and it passed. So everybody seems to be happy and we're uh, already had uh, meetings today um, for the SRRC met today and Planning Commission is meeting tonight, so they will have t- two new liaisons today. Oh, very good. Of course, this follows the city election this year, which we got about 35% turnout. That's better than last year's and higher than the election before by mail was in full a thing here in Juneau. Your thoughts on the increased turnout? Um, I think that the uh, about the proposition's brought more people out, especially for election that the candidates didn't have opposition. Um, That wouldn't have brought a lot of people out. There are some super voters out there, and we thank them every time they come in to vote, because that's great that people take their civic duty so seriously, but I don't think we would have got the uh, turnout that we did, which is just an awesome turnout. I mean, people are shocked when we're excited about 35%, but as you said, it's (laughs) pretty good compared to last year's um, uh, off the top of my hand and actually i think i have it here nine thousand one hundred and some odd votes were counted uh 26 there you go perfect you see you're younger you have a memory and um i think there was only 231 that were um totally rejected which is a good so nine thousand people out of a town of roughly thirty one thousand. it's okay we can live with that yeah uh, it was higher in 2020, but that was also given the elect the other elections going on at that Correct. time. Correct. So, but on the 
on the ballot uh, propositions regarding the repeal of property sales disclosures fees did what did you think of that outcome um i wasn't surprised um it's always interesting when um the people in the community bring forth uh initiative and so I think there was support for that that people had actually brought the initiative forward and um, some people understood the issue better than other people um, you know the real estate community definitely came out and uh, did a good job um, swaying people their direction I don't think we had as good of um, other side of the story that message wasn't out very well so um, but it's in the books, so they say, and the yes votes won. So what happens now is our ordinance is repealed and comes off the books. And uh, you and I just talked to our attorney because I didn't know the answer to this either, um, that everything is set for a year. Um, either our citizens or our assembly can't do anything. And then after a year, um, something could happen if it was going to happen. I would be surprised that this assembly would do much with that ordinance since we were the ones that brought it forward. But you never know. It, it was ultimately for more assessor information, right? That's what the goal of this was on, on the city side. Yep. And that's what the... Uh, um, the city said was that the it just gives when you reveal your purchase price it just gives a more accurate assessment so um and uh now they just have to go back to other ways of trying to find out the purchase prices which there are some ways there's lots of digging that can be done um but they certainly can't do it for every property and that's what their goal was to try and get every property but there's like eight thousand parcels in town and I think there's like three people in the assessor's office, so they're not going to be able to sift through that much information. So you see a lot of blanket assessment, it's called, and um, we'll continue to see that. So, But that's the way life is. But for now, it returns to voluntary, uh, voluntary disclosures. Yep, it returns to voluntary disclosures. And we do get people that volunteer um, their information. Um, so there's always two sides to each story. And... And the yes votes won this one, so that's all right, too. Now, on City Hall, that bond package failed. That was for $35 million. What was your reaction to that outcome? Um, I was disappointed. I thought we did a pretty good job explaining why um, the current City Hall isn't... Um, doing very well and i think i'll have to give hats off to mr bryson did a good job trying to get around town um trying to explain that but i also believe it taught um the assembly that we probably should have spent the twenty five thousand dollars to advocate for city hall and just mainly to get information out there i mean when you read the ballot or the proposition i should say on the ballot um, it talks about increasing the mill rate, and we have to do that by law, telling how much of a mill rate it would be. But in this particular case, it would not likely increase our mill rate because our debt service was going down. But that's hard message to get out to everybody. And um, well, there are some options, and we'll consider those. I don't think we'll see any movement on it anytime soon. But um, further down the road, and that twenty five thousand that was before the election, right? Where um, this. It was uh, there was no funding towards the city advocating for propositions. 
correct. So as a body and or as the city, we can't advocate for things on the ballot unless we basically do. It's not a true PAC fund, but a PAC fund. And so you have to have a dollar amount to it. And that's why there was a dollar amount to it. And um, at that time, the assembly chose not to fund that, um, which means that we couldn't advocate. So in per- in uh, individually, um, you would hear most of us talk for it. Um, and of course, we heard Mr. Bryson out quite a lot talking about it. But as a group, um, we could not advocate for it. Hmm. But, but on the on the current hall, I believe the number I heard was around twelve million to renovate it. Uh, where would you gauge your priority with addressing the current hall, its renovations, and what we've talked about through this proposition process? Um, I'll just speak to myself personally because we haven't certainly brought this up yet. Um, I see it as throwing good money after bad myself. It's even if we renovate it to a beautiful building, it's still way too small for us. It's only a third of our employees, so it just doesn't make some more sen- much sense to do that. So I think you'll see other options of looking at other properties. Um, and or waiting until our debt service does go down and so the voters can understand that a little bit more. So I don't see us having anything um, hard to predict sometimes, but I'll make a prediction. I don't see us having anything on the ballot this year for sure, and I don't see us spending $12 million on the building that we're currently in. Again, that's just my viewpoint. (laughs) Individually. That's right. Now on the propositions that did pass, sales tax won through and through. Tell us now what will happen process-wise now that the funding's been approved by voters? So now that the funding's been approved, we take our list of what we said we'd spend the money on and we break it up into pieces of how the uh, property tax would be. So you'll see a schedule coming out within the next few months and um, it will say this is what we're going to spend the money on this first year, second year, third, fourth, and fifth. And that's what we're waiting for now. So, But that will take some time to sort it all out. Yes, we're very pleased that that passed. Um, because there are some um, uh, pretty cool projects in there. Um, What's cool for you? Um, I'm really looking forward to the state office building, seeing if we can make um, fix that up. Um, but we already received $5 million from the state on that. So with um, our amount going in there and hopefully getting money from some other sources, and hopefully the state will kick some more in, I'm hoping that that structure can be um, renovated and... Um, lifted up several floors and we can get take care of all the state parking including the legislature parking and that would free up a lot of the parking downtown so i'm pretty excited about that the other one i'm pretty excited about is telephone hill we had a um, couple million in there to look at what we can do there housing's a big issue for downtown and that's going to be a prime place to find housing housing and parking within the sales tax that's good Yes, not the the sexy stuff, but that's uh, what I was excited about. Mm, Well, and then we have Prop 2. Well, it looks like the work on Adair Kennedy Field, the funding, the bond package for it's been approved, so... Yes, that's been approved, and um, I think we'll probably... um, I was talking to Mr. Schaff, our Parks and Rec director, I think... uh, the track will be get um, resurfaced as soon as we can get that done. Um, we've been waiting to do that for years, to be honest. That's probably one of the things that I first started looking at when I first got on the assembly. So I'll be happy to see that completed. Um, 
you know, we used to we used to be on that track. My kids used to be on that track. You know, still walk on it sometimes, but now it's got lots of bubbles and puddles. So, uh, its timing is good, and um, we'll be looking at the turf field. A couple little stumbling blocks on the material the turf field's made out of, but uh, we'll figure it out, and uh, hopefully, we'll get a turf field in here um, pretty soon, and we'll see how that goes. So. Um, I know that the football players like to play on the turf field there, and um, I'm sure that the baseball, softball players would like to play on turf fields instead of mud puddles. (laughs) Unfortunately, which has been the case. But anything to add? about this year's election before we go to a break? Uh, The only thing I would add is uh, just a huge uh, thank you and good job to our clerks. Um, Beth McEwen is our main clerk, and we have Di Cathcart and Annie Hirsch, who are our deputy clerk and our new third clerk. I don't know if she has a title yet. Just for a great job of uh, having it done, Um, we got... uh, Results the night of the election. It was pretty late in the evening, but uh, we did get some results to start with, so that was kind of uh, fun to see again. And then the main results, not all of them were done by Friday, so that's uh, that tightened up that window quite a lot. And so kudos to them for running another uh, final election. Yeah, it appeared close at first, but then the next, and then the next week it all cleared up. Yes. Yeah. Well, I promised that break, so we'll be right back. And we're back with Juno Mayor Beth Weldon. Our visitation, our tour visitation, was about one million this year. And that beat last year's a hundred, hundred thousand, and towers over twenty twenty's forty eight. <laughs> Did you? How do you feel this season fared? Well, I can tell you that uh, two things. It was uh, very refreshing to see lots of people downtown, a lot of activity downtown, and lots of smiles on the. <laughs> businesses faces so i think my last account that i just saw was a 1.16 or something like that and was roughly about 74 75 percent capacity of the ships um it was just uh being downtown in my office you just realize how much the city missed having tourists in the summer um so it was a lot of um I imagine Marine Park was pretty lonely. Yes, Marine, but this summer it was hopping, so uh, that was good. So we're happy for them. And that number, though, that came in pretty close to your guys' projection, right? Yep. Um, for that case, um, the director of finance and uh, the city manager had a pretty good crystal ball. They We planned our budget, I think, around a million, and uh, we're just slightly over that. So uh, good job on their parts. and. Uh, Yes, with tourists comes marine passenger fees, so uh, the city coffers are also happy. But remember, everybody, those have set things that they can be spent on. We just can't spend them freely. Yeah, I mean, now that you mention it with the projection, I mean, after coming through 2020 and 2021, it was really hard making a projection for yes it definitely it must have been really hard it definitely was especially because at the start of the season the ships were you know roughly about 60 percent and no one was sure whether they were going to fill up for the rest of the year or um, but that's what we hoped and um but speaking of tourism, as we get closer to our retreat, I think that's one of the things that we will cover at retreat. Alex Pierce, our new tourism manager, I guess she's not so new anymore. She's been doing the job now about eight months. Um, she's done quite a bit, and she's going to clue us in on what's our next step in the visitor entity task force that uh, um, she'll probably um, 
check our temperature to see where we she should go from there. So, um, but yeah, we were just very happy to see a summer of tourism. And thinking, and on the topic of next year's season, I was wondering if there had been any further discussion regarding the NCL uh, port that was donated over to Huna Totem. Um, our city staff has been working with Huna Totem. They've had several meetings together. They're not ready for us quite yet, but I think if it's not the next Committee of the Whole, it's the Committee of the Whole after that, that Huna Totem will do a presentation and we'll go from there. So, but, um, you know, they have to do the same things that uh, Norwegian Cruise Line was going through, the permit uh the leases for the permits, um, the title flats, I should say, and they'll have to go through a conditional use permit. So just because the ownership change doesn't mean that the process changes much. Um, in fact, they may even have to backtrack a little bit and pick up a little more public comment because their plan has changed a bit, but we'll see what happens when they present to us. Very good. Now, earlier in the week at that Monday assembly meeting, uh, that body had approved borough-wide tax abatement. Uh, This is to encourage housing development in Juneau. Tell us about that thought. Well, you know, everywhere time you turn around, someone is saying there's a housing shortage in Juneau, and they're correct, and it affects us in so many levels. I mean, we have young families moving out, so kids leave, and then our school district has lower numbers to workers can't, or businesses can't find workers because there's no housing. Seniors have to leave because there's no affordable housing. Um, It just never ends. Um, So we're just trying different things, and this is one of the things that we've tried with some success was uh, tax abatement, and it's a tax abatement for 12 years, and um, it... uh, And you had done a similar similar agreement with the senior housing over in the Valley. uh, With Riverview, uh, the senior um, assisted living, we did one for them, so that helped them, and we have two projects we're currently looking at, um, one that we passed a loan for. um, It's a 72-unit for Gastonau Lodge, apartments, I think it's called, off Gastonau, and um, we're also, there's a 440-unit development being looked at on Glacier Highway, um, just town side of Fred Meyer. So, um, and they're looking at that tax abatement pretty seriously. So it is for assisted uh, senior, uh, I should say assisted living, not necessarily seniors. It's for downtown areas and it's also for high density residential. So this isn't for single family homes, but it's for multifamily homes. And we're just trying to get that kind of housing, which tends to be more workforce housing, um, which is one of the biggest areas of housing that we're lacking right now. And on the topic of resources towards affordable housing, I understand you have such an application for that coming up with the deadline. Yes, we do our affordable housing fund, which I think is roughly between three and four million right now. And that's part of the 1% is um, we'll put money into that every year. Um, This deadline is October 30th. So this is for housing developments. And there's three categories. One is for low income or senior housing. And low income is defined as less than 80 percent AMI and another one is for workforce housing that I just talked about and that's between 60 to 120 AMI and the third category is downtown housing so um, 
just for nonprofits, it could be a grant, but for profits, it could be a loan, and this could be used for land, construction, renovation. If you have a property that's not currently having housing and you want to renovate it to have housing, we're especially looking at the, some of the older downtown buildings, and then just anything to expand capacity. So if you add on and add several units. So this isn't the accessory apartment. Oh. <laughs> There's another uh, grant for that program. So if you're a developer and you have have some land and you're thinking about doing something with it um, apply and see if you can get some help with that because that's what we're looking for is trying to help um, projects get forward or pretty much out of time here mayor is there anything you'd like to add um, just that our retreat will come up in December, and uh, I don't think our goals will change much because we have the same faces, but we are going to do some deep diving, um, housing. Um, most likely, we're going to probably look at our committees and see if we can um, blend some together. Um, and tourism, I think, are three topics we're looking at, and we might be looking at other mores, but I just appreciate the time, Kevin, and uh, hope you have a good Friday. Oh, I'll have a great Friday. <laughs> My goodness. Thank you for coming in.